0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Kiwi Gardening Podcast with DIY Plant Man. Today, in this episode, we are going to continue our pests in the garden little series where we talk about different pests uh, each episode. And today's garden pest we will be discussing is on slugs and snails. Now, in this episode, I will be referring to slugs and snails in general, interchangeably, and I'll just be using either slugs or snails when referring to certain things. So if I just say slugs, it doesn't mean I just mean slugs, I also mean snails. So during this conversation, just be aware of that. Another thing, I always want to refer to slugs and snails as insects, just because I always talk about insects in the garden and insect pests. But they're actually classified as gastropods, so please forgive me if during this episode I refer to them as insects. Now before we get into this topic, I just want to let you know, and you might have seen on my Instagram story that I have recently come down with COVID, so I'm isolating at home at the moment, and I'm not feeling too bad. However, I apologise if the sound, quality, or the way I'm talking is different than normal. Thankfully, I'm not feeling extremely sick, so I feel well enough to be able to record an episode for you guys, but I do have a bit of a husky voice. Um, My wife says still, even though I'm sick, I still talk too much, so I thought maybe recording an episode would be a good way to talk and let that out of the system. Anyway, let's get into the topic for today. Okay now when it comes to slugs and snails, they are such a nuisance because one bite from a slug or a snail can really damage a crop quite significantly if they take out the growing point or they take out some important structure of the plant. It can really be detrimental to our plant, especially seedlings. Now as we are in autumn currently and getting into winter soon. This is the time where we need to sharpen our weapons and get ready for the war against slugs and snails. This is the time of the year where we will be battling with them the most. Uh, So this podcast episode is going to be a great time for you guys in terms of getting things ready. So then hopefully you won't have to deal with such a big infestation of these pests. Now the first thing I want to bring up before we get into... Some of the solutions i have this is a solution however this is a solution that i wouldn't recommend so i used to use this but i wouldn't use it anymore and if you go to your garden center you will see this slug and snail pellets and they are those little usually green colored pellets and you can just sprinkle those around your plants and literally nothing comes and destroys your plants, so no slugs and snails come. The pellets definitely kill the slugs on uh, contact, so they are quite very, very useful and effective. However, that's the reason I'm a bit worried about using them. It's a chemical and also it's non-selective, which means it will definitely kill the slugs and snails But if a cat or a dog eats those pellets, it can poison them. If a child goes and eats those pellets, it can very seriously harm them. And also when the rain comes in your garden, what happens is those pellets break down and all the chemicals washes into the soil and you're killing all your worms and other microorganisms in the soil. It's one of the easiest solutions to getting rid of slugs and snails but I would not recommend to use that because as I said, it becomes detrimental to wildlife and it can be hazardous to pets and children. So now let's talk about the ways that I would recommend to decrease the population of slugs and sales. One thing I did a lot last year was to use bear traps. So you dig a container into the ground, preferably One of those little yogurt cups or something a little bit bigger um, That's a good size Then what you do is you fill that up with beer And then what you can do is put a little bit of a lid on the top so it protects it from the rain But make sure that the slugs and snails can actually still access the beer inside that jar Now how this works is that slugs and snails are attracted to the yeast inside the beer so they will go and just start drinking it, but then they will fall in and that will be the end of them This is an effective way to get rid of a lot of them. However, you are going to regularly have to change the traps as the yeast kind of loses its yeastiness after like one or two days So you're constantly having, having to top it up um, But in saying that it's a lot more safe It doesn't affect Pets and children or the other wildlife because whatever falls into that jar is the thing that gets affected uh, So it won't it won't kill the worms and other Insects unless they fall in there as well. If you're not keen to get bear in your house or You find this a little bit tricky. That's all good. There are other solutions for you to use. So let's move on to number two The next solution is to use old fruit. So something like an orange or a grapefruit and then what you want to do is you want to cut that in half and then put that inside your veggie garden, but take out some of the flesh so there's a bit of a hollow area inside that fruit. Then when it comes to morning time, so you've it up overnight, the morning comes and then what you do is you lift up that orange and because there's a lot of moisture in there and the slugs and snails, they like eating that sort of stuff. They will actually be hiding under there because it's like a protection, it's like under a rock. Then what you can do is just lift it up and remove all those slugs and snails that were hiding under there. Because as I told you, slugs and snails like to come when it's moist and raining. They don't come out in the hot sun because they dry out. And they need moisture to be able to cool around. Hey guys, I've just moved to another room another another location. Uh, so I'm wondering if the sound quality will be better and my voice is a little bit better right now. So I'm hoping that this recording in the second half of this episode will definitely be better than the first half. Once again, apologies for the sound quality. Okay, so already in this episode, we've talked about two different ways in which we can trap them, trap the slugs. Um, and one way was to use the bear trap. And the second way was to use a piece of fruit and then uh, collect the slugs and snails that are under there uh, in the morning or at the end of the day. And then remove them and put them either in a cup of soapy water or you can feed them to chickens if you have any or just remove them away from your plants. Now the third option that I have for sorting slugs out. And this is the most labor-intensive one, and this is the one that I probably do the most, though, is when it's nighttime, if the weather is good and it's not pouring down with rain, you can go outside and use a torch, and you will see slugs and snails everywhere in your garden, because they are active at night. Um, and what I do is I grab a, a little bucket of hot, soapy water, and then... I put a little bit of oil in there as well just to um, break the surface and then what I do is I just go and pick them all up and I just plonk them into that bucket. However, I know some people will not want to touch the slugs and snails and that's completely fine. I do understand that as they are very slimy and quite gross. Um, But if you are very protective of your crops and are willing to do this, I do recommend doing this as one of your methods because this way you can get the really big slugs and this will stop them from breeding. So get the big ones and just stop them before they actually populate your garden. The next ways to keep slugs and snails away from your garden is to use the barrier method where you put things in front of your garden to stop your snails from actually entering your garden. And one thing I've seen, and I've never done this before, is using copper tape. So apparently when the slug goes over the copper, the copper kind of has an electric pulse and it can shock the slug. So it's like an electric fence. And what that does is just makes the slug turn around and not want to enter into that garden. So I've actually ordered some. I got some of AliExpress, about 20 meters worth. and. It hasn't come yet, so I'm not too sure about the product and how it's going to work. And I've never actually tried this copper barrier method before. But the idea for me is to wrap it around my wicking bed, so my raised bed in the middle of my garden, and I'll probably do two layers, so double thickness, and I'll put it just around the top edge of the actual garden before the slugs can get in. And I'm hoping this will deter them from ever entering the garden in the first place. Now, as I said, I've never tried this method before, and I'm not sure how effective it is. However, I feel like if I have the approach of using a few of these methods that I've mentioned, I can slowly keep the population under control. Also, another form of barriers that I've seen people do, and once again, I'm not sure how effective these are, is to use coffee grounds and to use eggshells, very finely crushed up eggshells. And what this can do is it can either dry up the slug or it can just deter them away from actually going near your crops. So what I've seen people do is sprinkle that solution around your plants and hopefully it will deter the slugs away from going right next to your plants. Now, once again, I'm not sure how effective this is. And to be honest, I think you'd have to reapply it quite a bit Okay, now there's another form of barrier that we can use, and it's more of a repellent rather than a physical barrier, so that the snails can still get around, and it's to plant crops that the snails either don't like or they physically can't go on, and I have a bit of a list here, this is just from Google, from a website, so once again, this is not a tried method from myself, but it's some information that i found. That I thought would be good to share with you guys. So here are a few plants that seem to deter slugs away from the garden. And that doesn't mean the slugs won't penetrate into your garden still. But it would be kind of good if you plant some of these in your garden. To kind of confuse the slugs and snails. And also to use this method of planting different things. Along with the other methods that we've been mentioning in this episode. So. Some of those plants include lavender, rosemary, sage, geraniums, nasturtium, poppies, and other aromatics. Now, there's another method that I've seen people use, and that is using salt to kill slugs, and what the salt does is it dehydrates the slug, so you can make a little barrier of salt around your plants. However, I don't really recommend this strategy, because what will happen when there's a rain fall, or you water your plants, the salt will go into the soil, and then that can actually kill your plant. If you slowly increase the salt around the plant, so if you keep on applying, I, I yeah, I don't really think that's the best solution to use for both your the sake of your plants and the sake of other uh, insects in your garden as well. So guys, those are some of the solutions that you can use in your garden. As I said, I do use a form of a few of those because not one of those solutions will actually demolish a crop of slugs and you will still always deal with a few. However, if you have a few of these methods, a few bear traps, if you have physical barriers and if you constantly remove the big snails and slugs, you will definitely keep the population under control and you will not have to deal with so many like bitten plants and so much heartbreak when it comes to looking at your garden. In the coming months I will be sure to showcase you some of these methods that I've spoken about and I hope that you guys will give a few of these a go as well. You can definitely DIY a lot of these projects and you don't have to buy the expensive stuff or you can get bits online so don't spend massive amounts of money and don't buy the most expensive beer if you are going to try the beer trap Uh, and just see where you go from there. Once again, as most things in the garden take, it takes patience and time. So once again, you are going to have to play the long game. There are no quick solutions unless you are probably doing something that's detrimental to your own health and detrimental to the plants and other creatures around you. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I hope you got at least one or two little helpful tips that you didn't know before, or I hope that you will just be reminded of the things you will need to do in the coming weeks and months. And as I said a few times already, I do apologize for the sound quality of this episode. And I hope that uh, you guys all stay away from COVID. Or if you are suffering right now, I sympathize with you. And yeah, hopefully I'll be better soon and I'll be able to Produce more content for you guys. Now, I'd like to just say once again please subscribe on your platform of choice and leave a review. If you could leave a review, I'll definitely shout you out on the podcast and read out your review. Whether you do a one star or a five star, that's totally up to you. But yeah, I'd just like to see what you guys are thinking and how you guys are receiving these podcasts and if you guys are enjoying them, or if there are things that I can change. So thank you so much for listening guys, I really hope that the snails stay away from your garden, and that you can grow peacefully this autumn and winter, so have a good one guys, and thank you for listening, see you!